Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. The Philadelphia-based Healthy Fast Casual Restaurant Honey Grow celebrates 10 years in the business. And by the end of the year, they'll also be celebrating 31 restaurants. Well, first and foremost, you interviewed me 10 years ago when I first, right before I opened the first Honey Gross, this is a really fun homecoming. After recently opening a new location in Collegeville, I speak business with the suburban Philadelphia-based founder and CEO. This is a podcast about food in and around Philadelphia. That's a quick, delicious, flavorful bite. It was really hard for me to get into it. Stories from behind the kitchen. This is a wood-burning oven from Italy. It is intense. And hear about quirky stuff, too. Eat a pint of ice cream as quickly as you can, and then resume the 5K. This is What's Cooking on KYW. I'm Hadas Kuznets with Justin Rosenberg, founder and CEO of Honey Grow, and they just opened their 30th location out in Collegeville. Uh, this month they're opening their 31st in another state, that's Maryland, but you really are celebrating 10 years of this Philadelphia-based franchise. This is our 10th year and super excited about it. So how do you scale up to 31 locations? Hard work, good people, and grinding a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. So you started in 2012. Take us through that process to bring you up. Because when we first met in 2012, I remember you opened your first location, never realizing that it was going to grow so much. Yeah, we opened the first one in 2012. And we'll have 31 restaurants by the end of the year, seven markets. And, and thankful to Philly, really. I mean, proud to be a Philly-born company. And support and love we've gotten through the years has made us successful. So you opened Collegeville. Now you're already thinking ahead to next year. You have, what did you say, 12 that you're planning to open next year? Yeah, that's correct. So we'll be opening up anywhere from 10 to 12 restaurants next year, everywhere from the northeast Philadelphia down to the Baltimore suburbs. So we're, we're getting after it. So most of the honey grows are where? Most of the honey grows really in the northeast. So we're in mostly Philly, Boston, New York, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, D.C. metro. But it wasn't always a straight shot, grow, grow, grow. Correct. We grew really fast, took a breath back in 2018, really just focused on training, basics, and um, best thing we could have done. And then we've opened up since the pandemic. It'll be eight restaurants by the end of the year, and thank God they're all doing very well. So you scaled back just before the pandemic, like two years prior. That's a lucky choice. I uh, worked out well. Yeah. <laughs> Timing. It was, it was very fortuitous, divine intervention. It allowed us to really uh, get sharper, better, really build a team, focus on the things that truly matter and um, then scale a better version of, of Honeygrow. So for people that are thinking of being perhaps business owners, what advice would you give to them? What do you think, what do you attribute your success of Honeygrow to? 
People, number one, people. I am blessed to have a fantastic group of people I get to work with every day. We have close to a thousand employees now. Everyone's grinding, everyone's working really hard. I mean, it's it's the people. Can you give us an example of how you decided that or realized that? I mean, I'm not the guy running the restaurants, so I used to. And then I learned a lot from folks that I was working with. And, you know, we really try to build a culture of top performers who are empowered to really achieve Honeygrow standards. And just really understanding the Honeygrow standards and constantly trying to exceed expectations of our guests. So being consistent, making mistakes, it's going to happen, and then trying to fix it, push it. But it really it's about finding great people that really want to exceed. So it's hard right now. This economy, it's, it's been tough for a while. But the folks that are with us, uh, I think they do a really great job. What is the number one piece of business advice that you learned over the decade of experience in Honeygrow? That there's not one piece of advice. <laughs> Multiple things. I mean, again, you want great people, great process. For me, it's always been the restaurants. You want to be talking to our GMs. Our GMs are our most important folks who work in the restaurant. They are the CEO, basically, of each restaurant. So making sure that you support them. Our entire office is there to support our field. And, um, you know, just keep getting after it. All right, 10 years. Give us a little bit of a a snippet of what that's been like for you. Can you give us kind of describe the arc of your growth? Yeah, I mean, we opened the first location June 8th, 2012. I'm basically running it. It was a wild time. My wife's about to give birth to her second kid. We opened a second location in January 2013 in Bala I uh, Thank God that one worked out well. Learned from our mistakes from the first one. And we're able to raise some capital and we're off to the races. So opened up a bunch more. I think one year we opened seven new markets, which was crazy. And then I said, all right, let's catch our breath here. And we did. And thank God, you know, those markets today do exceptionally well. And COVID happened. So COVID was not a, a fun period of time and uh, got through it, thank God, and then had our best year last year ever. And this year will be, actually, this year will be our best year ever. So just, just keep pushing. How do you operate a business in times of unprecedented inflation? The cost of ingredients is probably more than it's ever been? It is. We are constantly looking at pricing of every single ingredient that we have. There are certain things that we wanted to bring back last year, notably our Chesapeake Crab Stir Fry. Crab was completely insane in terms of pricing, so we decided not to do it. We ended up doing something else. We did our Philly Cheesesteak Stir Fry, which is a really fun twist on the cheesesteak. So just being smart with the menu, we want to make sure our customers really don't bulk at the pricing. We're buying a high-quality product it can be expensive for us. At the same time, we're watching our competition continuously raise pricing and the conversations we have internally. What else can we do without sacrificing quality to not raise pricing? So I just think inflation will continue and we don't want to have to burden our customers on that. It's hard. You know, we're taking a lot of the burden in terms of increased costs from proteins to noodles, but we're trying to find ways to maintain product integrity while without passing the buck down to our, our customers. And how do you do that? I mean, I know that prices go up and up and up, especially for places that are kind of fast casual like yours. People are not expecting to spend too much. Yeah, um, it really goes back down to working with our vendors to control pricing as much as possible. It's working with our teams to really make sure that we're doing things and executing everything right. It's monitoring everything. It's really kind of being all over your business to make sure that you can manage your profit and loss statement as tightly as possible without sacrificing the quality or the experience. Has prices increased over the decade and by a lot or by how much? For Honeygrow? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we we opened up back in 2012, so inevitably we have raised prices. I don't know the exact percentage, but, you know, certainly in the last year, um, we've raised prices by about 4%. We had to. I mean, just things were really tough for us and had to make some changes on the menu because we didn't want to increase it more. But in the last basically 12 months, it was about a 4%. How do you determine how much you can raise it and what the customer will buy? It's a great question. We are internally debating it as a team. 
Um, I usually am the person who does not want to raise prices as a customer. I'm constantly monitoring it. I was, I was at a fine dining restaurant recently. I got a seltzer water thinking it would be nothing. It cost me six bucks and that pissed me off. So you got to be very careful. The number one thing that's important for us is our folks being happy when they come to Honeygrow and you really got to manage profit and um, driving folks, customers to come back in. So it's, it's a balance, not easy. We're doing our best. And of course, there's a lot of uncertainty going into next year where the world's going. So every single day we're looking at pricing. And how do you follow, how do you like track uh, customer like activity? Like maybe somebody will come in and they'll think, oh, this is really expensive. I'll buy it now, but I'm going to think twice next time or like whatever. How do you, how do you like gauge that or monitor that? Yeah, I mean, we look at transaction counts every day. So looking at transaction counts, looking at rewards, uh, folks that are coming back in terms of frequency on the app. Honestly, I, I talk to customers. Our GMs are talking to customers. We're talking to people in the field. We look at every single review, be it Yelp, Google, TripAdvisor. We look at a daily report on that. We're a little nuts about it, but yeah, you got to be. And how has that helped you? What if, what kind of decisions have you made based on some of the information that you've gotten from customers and from reviews? We look for trends in reviews. So if something's happening over and over again, if a sauce isn't good, if an ingredient is being missed over and over again, clearly there's, there's an issue, right? So we're looking at everything. We break it down. Is it an accuracy issue? Is it a speed issue? We're looking at ticket times every single day for both day parts. So we're, we're looking at data to make sure that we can execute as we scale and then working with the GMs to, to make adjustments as necessary. What kind of adjustments have you had to make with how you work, how you manage HoneyGrow from 1 to 31? Well, I, I can't be everywhere at once. So, you know, it'd be easy, not easy, but I'd be bouncing around a couple spots. I was there talking to customers. And I was essentially the GM, which was really fun. As you scale, obviously that's impossible. The key thing is finding really great folks to work for you, finding great GMs who can essentially build teams of top performers who are empowered to achieve the Honeygrow standards. That's it. I mean, that really is what it boils down to. Find really great people that want to be great and will push themselves and their team. They have the desire, they have the ability, they have that show up to the court every single day wanting to play and they're making everyone else around them better. Finding folks like that is, is key to our success. What's the goal for the next 10 years? Our goals for the next 10 years is really just to continue refining what we do um, simultaneously while growing a continuously improving version of Honeygrow. Just keep going. Do you have a number in mind? No, no mon- no number. <laughs> so not like 31 to 62 or 100 and something? We, we certainly have a five-year plan, but the goal is to exceed that. And how far across the country do you want to get? We want to get as far as the country will allow us to go. So right now you're mostly East Coast? Yeah, so we're, we're predominantly Northeast, as far north as Boston, as far south as D.C. Metro, and as far west as Pittsburgh. What are the factors that go into where you, what markets you go into? The conversation is going well. It's a function of, is there brand awareness of us? Uh, what does competition look like? How is the competition doing? What are the demographics like? What's the real estate supply? What's the rent? I mean, there's a bunch of factors we evaluate before we enter a new market. If the numbers work, right? Numbers got to work. All right. Congratulations on 31 this year. It's your 10-year anniversary. Is Honeygrow doing anything to celebrate this 10-year milestone? Well, first and foremost, you interviewed me 10 years ago when I first, right before I opened the first Honeygrow. This is a really fun homecoming. So thank you for doing this again. It is fun. It is nice to see you again after 10 years. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, we celebrate our birthday. It's surreal, but we, we have a lot of work to do still. So you know, we're just going to get after it. All right. So we'll talk again in another 10 years. Let's make it happen. <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> for sure. How has your business evolved over the pandemic? Because I know things have changed. Yeah. 
So the, the business evolved a lot since the pandemic. We were about 8% of our sales were third-party delivery, the DoorDashes and Uber Eats of the world. During the pandemic, it got as high to approximately 45-50%, which really was wild. And you know, we saw our suburban restaurants continue to do well. Urban definitely took a hit. But you fast forward now two years later, I'm proud to say our portfolio is all doing great. So Urban's really made a comeback. Delivery now is about a third of our business. App, website ordering is about 20%. But it's just great to see folks coming back inside the restaurants. So it sounds like it's stabilizing, but it's not going back down to like where like where it was pre-pandemic no i I think the third party guys are here to stay i think a lot of people have adopted that behavior but my favorite is seeing folks come inside it's the best part so you know it's all good if people want to order from honey grow or see what you have on your menu where can they go yeah honeygrow.com instagram honeygrow tiktok twitter all the usuals you got people doing your TikToks, huh? Yes. <laughs> Definitely an interesting phenomenon, but yes. All right. Justin Rosenberg is the founder and CEO of Honey Grow. It's a Philadelphia-based company. And uh, congratulations on 10 years and 31 locations. Uh, you're awesome. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 